Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. And we are taking a look at crypto today. And we've got some help from Fan V Leong. He is the CIO for Track Record. V, thanks for joining us on the show today. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Let's talk about markets. All right. And in the headlines, we are seeing Bitcoin getting some attention. We're seeing Bitcoin prices seeing a bit of revival these days, breaking above $27,000 for the first time since August. What do you make of this move so far? I think uh, it's looking pretty good, uh, given that it's all the bad news from the last year and all. But I think the move is primarily driven by uh, interest in Bitcoin, given that uh, Many institutions have been filing for uh, ETF approvals with the US SEC. And if you look at the momentum, is that enough for it to go higher or is this just going to be a blip of sorts? I think it, it, also, uh, it also depends on the overall global macro picture. So it's kind of uh, depending on the overall US Federal Reserve policy as well. If they announce that this is almost the end of the hiking cycle and, and we start to see an environment that is more favorable for risk assets going forward, then we should see uh, Bitcoin starting to trade better and break mm. to higher levels as well. Right. But also next year, uh, I think today, next year, we are seeing uh, a halving, halving event. So the number of Bitcoins that get produced every per calculation done by the Bitcoin mining machines would be uh, halved. So the difficulty increases. Typically, in the past three halving events in the years past, we always saw a Bitcoin bull market after that. So likelihood is we're likely going to see that, especially if it coincides with a risk-friendly environment. All right. If history repeats itself, that halving event could be a catalyst for more upside for Bitcoin prices. And you mentioned as well, perhaps we need a bit of a backdrop of risk-on sentiment to help prop up Bitcoin prices. So what needs to happen here when you look at a FOMC meeting? What sort of language will help towards building that environment? Um, what's your expectations around the FOMC meeting? Yeah, so you're exactly right. It all depends on the language, actually. So the, the meeting later today, we are expecting uh, the market prices for 99% of chance that there's no change. And that's likely to happen, given that uh, the market is priced for it and the Federal Reserve officials prior to their media blackout have spoken of the need to be more patient and uh, more, they are highly data dependent. So the data we've seen thus far, although some slight disappointment to the upside on uh, inflation measures, it does not give them any reason to be in a hurry anymore. The probability of a hike for the rest of the year is around 40%, 30 to 40%, depending on uh, what measures they're looking at. But uh, I think what is uh, important is as you said, the language, how they talk about their likelihood of hiking going forward, as well as this is uh, quarter, one of the quarters, that they, they have a quarterly meeting where they revise their forecast for the rest of for the mm. years, for the weeks going forward and months going forward on the predictions of where they see interest rates. So prior to this, their previous forecast, they actually had penciled in one, at least one more hike before the end of this year. Uh, so we are looking forward to see what they're thinking right now and also where they predict the first rate hike in the cycle, the next cycle. All right, we're in conversation with Fan V. Leong. He is the CIO of Track Record. So V, let's paint that scenario. If we get a more hawkish tone from the Fed, if they perhaps signal that rates could stay higher for longer, what will that do for market implications? Um, what will that mean for perhaps headwinds for Bitcoin prices as well? Yeah, I think in general that would be 
uh, then we will see a knee-jerk reaction in uh, risk assets. So Bitcoin as well will take a pullback. But I think overall, as long as they're not being extremely pessimistic about the outlook going forward, any dips in risk assets would likely be met with uh, buying from underinvested investors. Okay, and what are the factors, I suppose, that will be huge, um, that's going to be on the table to some extent, is oil prices. That is feeding into inflationary pressures. Uh, what's your take on where things are going for oil right now? Yeah, so I think one of the drivers of oil is, of course, demand, but also the supply picture where somehow the OPEC Plus, led by Saudi and also Russia, has been quite committed to adhering to their production cuts. Right? So that's something quite unprecedented that we've seen where in the past where they've declared announced cuts, but they tend to cheat on the cuts as the oil prices go up. And this time, they're not seeing anything, anything of the sort and mm. remain committed to keeping uh, oil prices stable and supported at high levels. So there's a chance, as you say, there's a chance that if... Uh, oil prices continue to trend higher, we may see a resurgence in inflation, especially headline inflation, which includes the oil components, uh, and that could uh, keep central banks more hawkish for a longer period of time. All right. Seems like OPEC Plus members are towing the lines when it comes to their quotas, at least for now. Uh, let's take a look at what's playing out for currencies. Um, what's the, uh, I guess, more attractive trade for you these days when you're looking at markets? Uh, I think... For example, for now, the FX market, the currency markets have been pretty much in a range and they're pretty much uh, taking the lead of other risk assets as well. So the only thing that's on the radar is uh, the Japanese yen, right? It's just been very weak of mm. late, especially against the US dollars. So the key is to uh, see whether the Bank of Japan, which has been the governor, which has uh, lately said that they may start to tweak policy before the end of the year if data should uh, show that the uh, inflation is more persistent. So if, for one thing, if, as you mentioned, if oil prices continue to trend higher, we're likely to see inflation stay higher and maybe even go higher in Japan. And that should start to uh, affect the Bank of Japan's decision matrix. And we could see uh, yen start to strengthen against other currencies over time. Okay, the Japanese yen in the meantime, for the past month, down more than 1% and the BOJ will be in action on Friday. No changes expected, but look out for any signals of what's to come. We've been chatting with Fan V. Leung. He is the CIO of Track Record. V, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.